This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Hi, my name is Will, and I feel pretty put out about being Conan O'Brien's friend. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk and lose, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hey there, and welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Uh, I am Conan O'Brien, and yes, I'm always searching for a potential friend. You'd think I'd have a lot after all these years in show business, but- um, wait, I didn't you, think that. I didn't no. think you would. Oh, okay, all right. Well, <laughs> maybe not. Uh, I thought I would, but uh, this, has been, this has been fun, and actually I have, been, I have been making some good connections with some of the people that we've had on the podcast, and I followed it up with meals and things like that. That's a lie. Uh, <laughs> I know. I was like, what? Did you? I tried to, I don't know. I'm trying to have my manager work it out. Um, but this is, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I can't believe how quickly this season is going. Yeah. We're this season is there. flying by. We've only got like six more to record or something like that. Well, it depends on when this one airs. Right. So I would, wouldn't say that if I was a professional podcast. People user. know that this is recorded. Yeah. People know it's not live. Yeah. I know. I like to create this air of magical mystery. <laughs> okay. And whenever you say things like, well, it's Tuesday and I'm going to vote in the Michigan primary. I'm like, stop it. We want to keep this magical and everlasting. Okay. You're always adding these little things like, I'm well. I'm always doing that. I take it all back. But anyway, I cannot believe how quickly this season is flying by. We're, we'll be done. Yeah. In what, in May, June? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we only have six more to record. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> well, I enjoy them. I do enjoy them. <clears throat> we got to think of something to do over the summer because I need to maintain my connection with the people. You know, some podcasts disappear for a while, but as you know, I'm a very needy person. Yeah. 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 And yep. so we'll think of something to do this summer for you guys that are listening right now. Because I do, I want to keep it going somehow. Okay. That's just weird. What? Think out loud like that. Like, what are we going to do this summer? We should think of something. It's just... I don't know. Don't you want to break from each other? Yeah. We should get it. We should just take it easy. We should chill. I don't know. Okay. 
I'm cool. Yeah, maybe Sona and I'll do a podcast. Yeah, that will be fun. Yeah. Yeah, you. What would happen if you guys did a podcast together, hmm. just the two of you? You think people would miss uh, the presence of my? Hmm. Um, it would be hard to say. I don't think it would be hard to say at all. <laughs> I think. It yeah, would I guess be, no. Then yeah, I guess yeah. it's pretty let's, easy to. Let's say. Let's go watch the movie King Kong. Yeah, here they digitally removed King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> It's about some people running through the jungle, and then in the end, some planes fly around, and then people were kind of sad. It's called No King Kong. I'm King Kong. Do you get it? Yeah, I do. And you're Fay Ray. I am? Yes, you're Fay Ray. Oh, I'll take that. And uh, you're flying in one of the biplanes that gets crushed, Sona. Oh, man. <laughs> no, you're doing your part. You're trying to stop the monster, oh. but uh, you're very ineffectual. Okay. Uh, anyway. I don't think. I don't think you guys should attempt this without me. Okay. You know, I think, uh, and I'm not someone with a big ego. Oh, God. But I think I am the, the sun, oh, the giver of light, and you guys are small moons with no life. You're made of iron. Jesus. Uh. Small iron moons. <laughs> you haven't even introduced us yet. Oh, sorry. Uh, the moon... To my left, oh the small iron moon, lifeless moon, is Sonam of Sessian, my trusty assistant. Hi, I'm so thrilled and excited to be here. And, and um, actually, we've done some, not even made of iron, just made of condensed sand, uh, dead sand. And a much smaller moon than the iron moon uh, is has been named by uh, astrologers the Matt Gorley. So, Matt, good to see you. Good to see you. I think you're a bigger moon. Hey. Yeah, a bigger dead moon. But anyway... I'm thrilled that we're here today because I am the sun, the giver of life, the center of all things, a madman who can't be stopped with his own podcast, a man who doesn't really understand podcasts, mm -hmm. but still has one and is using it like a fool. And I'm especially delighted. And I said, especially without the eh, I said, I'm especially delighted because I know that's the kind of thing Gorley's going to get at me and later. Yes, boom. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> what? What, just, what just happened to you? Oh my God. Do I have to update my resume? <laughs> what happened to you? Oh my I can't, God. I can't fix that. I have little this. air bubbles. Oh no. I have air bubbles in my brain and sometimes that just happens. That's the sun. Yep. A hey, sometimes you are a dying black hole. <laughs> no, sometimes the sun misspeaks. No. Yes, occasionally the sun. You just went supernova. Yes, <laughs> just meaning I got even brighter. Oh, my God. That was the best thing that could have happened. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? My favorite thing to do when I was a kid in sports was grab a basketball at midcourt. It's go like, check this out, motherfuckers, and then miss horribly. So I love a long rant where I'm the sun, and then I can't speak. Hey, you know I'm in a good mood? Really good mood? I love our guest today. Really do. Always makes me laugh. My guest today is a hilarious actor who starred in the Emmy award-winning series Arrested Development and the Netflix series BoJack Horseman. He's also the voice of Lego Batman in the Lego movie, and the Lego Batman movie. And uh, how are those different? He's the voice of Lego Batman in the Lego movie, I See. They're two different movies. And he's also and he Batman played... in the movie called Lego, and he plays Lego in the Batman oh, yeah. movie called Lego Movie. Right. Anyway, uh, he's hosting the Fox competition series Lego Masters, because we haven't said Lego enough. I'm excited to talk to him today. I believe he's now made of Legos. 
Will Arnett is here. What's wrong with being my friend? I get put out because I don't think I get enough credit for it. Because you're such a great guy. And I think that's a weird turn. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I, listen, in, in the world of backpedals, it's not the greatest. Also, we've had every. Can we, say Can we get a little bit more me? Yeah, in the sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Everyone on the show so far, and we've done a lot of these Have you? in a short time. I'm, gonna, I'm keeping my ringer on, by the way. Oh, <laughs> put your phone away. Uh, it's such an obnoxious. We've had a lot of people on this show, and everyone has said their first and last name. You're the first guy to, who thinks. I can just say, Michelle Obama said, hi, I'm Michelle Obama. Who's that? <laughs> she was married to, well, they're still married, first lady, Barack Obama. Listen, congratulations, and I wish you a lot of success, but I, let me just say this. Okay. When I say, hello, my name is Will. <laughs> mic drop, right? I'm, you think I'm going to drop this mic? Yeah. No, no. And wait to hear from your attorneys? Okay, all right. <laughs> like a pack of dogs outside the door here. Okay, okay, the, take it easy. If only the listeners could see, this guy is unbelievable. He's always, he lawyered up is like only does half the justice of this guy. It's unreal. Well, you will do as you're told. <laughs> you see? You, I will see you in court. You see? Oh, Canada, man. This is America. We do things a little different down here. You know, first thing I noticed about being here in Burbank, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Not a ton of snow. <laughs> do, you know, do you want to know something true? I'll tell you. I'll tell you a true story. So when I when I uh, was first looking to uh, buy the house uh, that I now live in, um, it has quite a steep driveway. Mm -hmm. And I remember going and meeting the guy there, the the real estate guy, and like look at it. And I was going down the driveway, and I was like, I don't know, man. This thing's pretty steep. Like when it when it freezes. <laughs> what? I seriously, swear. yes, I yes. seriously had that moment, and then right. I was like, oh, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> no, I've done that because I grew up in Boston, yeah. and I spent a lot of my life on the East Coast, and when I came out here, I did the same thing, like, oh, I don't know. There were a couple of times when I thought about, I'd have to switch out my tires. If I, and they're like, no, 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 no. It's always 72 degrees here. Yeah, yeah. There might be an earthquake, but no, there's not going to be a, a frost. There will not be a snow. It's just hard to imagine that it will always be that way. It will. I know. It will. Let me say something about you, Will Arnett. I'm going to keep saying your name until people are convinced it's really you. <laughs> will. <laughs> I'm Will. I remember the first time I met you. I'm going to see if you get this right, because I remember too. It was at the Emmys. Yep. Arrested Development had just come out, and you were one of my favorite parts. You were such a great, confident idiot on that show. <laughs> and so I was just like, this guy just kills me. So I remembered, I saw you from across the room. Right we after. Had, we had never met. Just right after this, there's a governor's ball afterwards, and everyone's milling around. And I see you across a crowded room. And I start moving quickly towards you. Yeah. And for some reason, I just decided to have menace on my face. And you got up and started to run away. We don't know each, we other, don't know each other. And we're doing a bit. Immediately. And you started to act like, you started to like scramble up into this fountain like you were going to escape. And I chased you. We haven't said, oh, hi, no. I'm Conan. No. And you know, hi, I'm Will. And hey, Will, I really love what you're doing. And oh, well, you know, none of that. Yeah. And- it occurred to me, you're in this very small group of people who I'm never real with, ever, in real life. Yeah. I think it's you, Will Ferrell. I think I once I was once on a flight with him years ago. I had a book in my lap. He asked me what I was reading, and I went, well, I, books. 
or a big part of my life, <laughs> Will. And he was like, yes, yes, but what is it about? And it was clear that I don't, I can't read, but I just, <laughs> and that I I don't even know what books are, but I kept being pompous about my books and books from my life. Did it for five hours. Yeah. Five hours. Sure, of course. And, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, it's totally true. But I, I, and then I'm thinking, I think it used to, Irritate people around us. Yeah. You and I got chastised a couple times, yes. I think is what happened. Yes, we did. And uh, we'll just leave it at that. But we'll we, leave it at that. And then we ran into it, and we were so giddy once when we were we were able to do a bit for free and nobody was chastising <laughs> us. <laughs> and I remember... I remember... Hey, if I was wandering around in uh, China, in the countryside... Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> no, but if I was just wandering around... The countryside. And I was in trouble and I needed help. I had no money and I was stranded and couldn't communicate with anyone. And I saw you in a field. I would, rather than running up to you and saying, Will Arnett, please help me get home. It's so good to see you. I need a little bit of money. I need help. I think I would see you and start doing a bit right away and cop an attitude and probably never get around to saying, I need help. I have no money. <laughs> if, 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 if I found myself in China mm-hmm. and I happened upon you staggering around in a field yeah. and you came to me and said, help me, I have no money, help me, I'd think, this is a great bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is fucking commitment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is what, <laughs> you know. So I don't know what's going to, I mean, I think that's just going to continue. I think that's I, just I the agree. way it's meant to be. It's funny because uh, I realize you're one of those people who I've encountered you many times over the years. We always have a blast. <laughs> and all, I really don't know. I, I, I know little things like, yes, obviously you grew up in, in Canada. Where in Canada did you grow up? I don't remember. <laughs> So much for my attempt to be real. <laughs> I don't remember how did I get here. How, uh, is this my water? He said to the scissors. Um, I, uh, I've gone quite mad. I, uh, I grew up in Toronto. Yeah, you grew up in Toronto. Yeah. And you thought for a while that you needed to be like a serious actor, right? Because you are a very, you're a very good actor, but you you weren't. A shoe in for comedy right away. No, right? I didn't. I didn't start in comedy. No, I moved. I moved to New York, and I thought I wanted to be a, a my sort of go to line, if you will, is I. Uh, I wanted to be. I was young enough that I thought being serious was important, and uh, I've since sort of let all of that go. Yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, and that's a compliment. But I so I moved to New York, and I wanted to be a serious actor, and then um, I really started getting into comedy, if you will, reading for sitcoms because I just needed a job. Right. And I started reading for stuff. And the first pilot I ever did was a pilot with Kevin Pollack in 1996 mm-hmm. uh, called Grant and Lee on this lot. And I remember Kevin Pollack, he was a, you know, he, and he still is one of the funniest guys around. I remember him saying, he was like, you're really funny. He kind of said that. And I was like, oh, like nobody, I'd always thought, I guess I was a jackass enough, but uh, in that way, he was like the first guy kind of validated it in a real professional sense. Yes. Um, and then that's how it happened. That's how I just started doing stuff and, and getting in that, getting in, the, in the, the genre of comedy. I had a similar experience just in that <clears throat> guys that look like us and sort of talk like us. <laughs> and again, again, I don't want to interrupt. Again, I want to thank you for, for you know, allowing us to really have so much candor right now. Yeah. <laughs> 
but for me, it was like people were always like, "You've got to get that face and that body on camera," mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so you got to overcome that mm-hmm. to go to comedy. You know what I mean? And what did you end up doing with that face and body? <laughs> I was horribly burned. I was horribly burned in a crash. <laughs> this is what I'm I look just, like now. <laughs> I am buoyed by the laughter in this room. <laughs> no, you know, here's what I was going to say. Yeah, before I got distracted by foolishness is that I was funny with my friends and this is what I'm betting happened to you. You were always funny with your friends yeah. and you could cop attitude and you could you could go on these different riffs, but I never thought that that translated into the real world of comedy. I thought that the real world of comedy was something different. Yeah. That, oh, sure, I like to, I like to toss a baseball around, but I can't be a baseball player. And you know what it is, I think, and not to be too cynical, but I think that there are people who make it appear as if you have to do that because they're just protecting their own turf and they don't want you to get in. And, yes. they, you know, and yeah. it used to be a lot more of that. I think that, that's not as much anymore, but it would be that idea of like, well, you have to do this and you have to, if you're going to be a stand-up, you have to play the clubs and you have to do this. And it was like, it, it never felt like, well, what if you're just funny? Like, well, that that doesn't happen. Yeah. You can't just be naturally funny. No, no, you need to. We're a secret club. Yeah. This is one of the things, I think in 85, when I got started uh, with Greg Daniels, I was in a room and I said, oh, here's a funny idea. And someone said, um, we, we call those beats. And yeah. I said, what? And I said, well, um, I've, you say, just say, I've got a beat. And I said, what does that mean? Like, it's not a musical thing. It's just, I have a funny idea for what could happen now. And the person was like, we call it beats. And then this person was explaining to me, this is a beat. This, when you come up with the the funny thing at the end, and I went, yeah, the funny thing at the end, he goes, that's called the blow. Yeah. What? <laughs> the blow. What? It's called what? the blow to the scene. And I remembered someone telling this. And, and you're I- like, you know what the blow is going to be when you blow me? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the blow. <laughs> that, but yeah. But, but you know, but you know what I, you know what I thought of in that moment? At that moment, I remembered thinking, oh, it took me a while, but I came to the same conclusion that you had, which is they're coming up with rules yeah. to justify that this is a thing. We're plumbers and we're in the plumbers union and only we can work on pipes. Mm -hmm. And it was a protective thing. And I think what blew all of that away is the internet. Absolutely. That really funny people can come out of nowhere and they come out of nowhere and they make some stuff in their basement and it's suddenly the funniest thing that you've seen in a long time. And then the next thing you know, they're in and I'm interviewing them, and I'm Rob really Delaney, happy. Rob Delaney. Exactly. Rob Delaney, as you know, and we, you followed him early on, and, yeah. and so did I, and I followed him because Peter Serafinowicz told me he, he was a really great example of that, of a super funny guy who's got a great point of view, and it worked. Yeah. I kind of feel like it, it, in comedy, the Berlin Wall fell, you know, probably not the greatest analogy, but uh, <laughs> no one was shooting at people trying to get into comedy. Uh, well, when the wall fell, nobody was shooting. I mean, if you remember that that cold November night, it, uh, <laughs> it was the one guard, and he had been told that they'd changed the rules. He, he made a phone call, and then he made a mistake. The Berlin yeah. Wall actually fell because, by mistake. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, That's a true story. That's a true story. But anyway. You know what's funny? You just said a true smart thing, yeah. and our producer laughed because he thought the idea of you saying a smart thing was a joke. That's what just happened right there. Thank you not to interpret wow. my laughs. That's what that's what Matt Gorley just did. That's what, he that's, just laughed at your fucking head. No. Oh that, yeah. that's what Matt 
just did? Yeah. Oh, Matt, who's not even in comedy? Matt is in comedy. No, he's out of comedy. <laughs> Didn't you hear? Really? I just blocked him. You're kidding. No. He's not. He's out. Hey, Matt, you're out. This is a great day for me. It's strangely, it feels great. It, feels it does great. feel good. Yeah. You know what's funny about that? Like, that whole idea, too, is like, I've never really felt like I was, like, in comedy, per se. Like, right, I, right. I, I'm not a... I, I, here's, I what I, what I, here's what yeah. I would ask you. When I, I always come up, and I think I brought this up before, but when I'm on an airplane and I'm landing in a different country. Jeez, and this you, guy takes a lot of flights, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Man, you nailed me good. Anywho. And let me guess, what, you're not humping it in 36J. <laughs> what you know, an elitist. What an elitist. I'm in the, I'm in the pilot's uh, cockpit. You're I'm the, in the cockpit. You fly in the cockpit. I fly I knew in the it. cockpit. I knew it. And you know what? I get to wear the hat. <laughs> But when I fly that, you know they give you that card and you have to figure out your, you have to fill out your occupation? Yeah. You know, when you're, when you're entering, oh, uh, oh, yeah. you, they say, they want to know your name, they want to know what hotel you're staying in, and they want to know your occupation. I never know what to write there because no. I feel like talk show house, I don't no. really feel like I'm a talk, am I a talk show? No, I'm yes. not. And then sometimes they've said, just put down entertainer. And I think, I'm, I'm not an entertainer. <laughs> Because that means I'm entertaining all the time, and I'm really not. And so I actually have this problem with that. But you what do you, you put know, down? You know, you know what you should put down? What? Human. Oh, man. <laughs> and we'll be right back. Do you guys go to commercial? No, no, no. no we're not. Don't go to commercial. You okay. have, you, you that would have been perfect for a commercial. I'm just saying, if in the future. Um, what do you put down? Did you put yeah. actor? I, I don't really put a, I, I guess I do. I put like actor, director, writer. Oh, um, God. Because, <laughs> just because I wear so many so many hats. But, but yeah, I, I remember, just, you, know, you, you should know, write awful man. You know, Phil Lord, uh, you know, Phil Lord and Chris Miller of the, uh, of course, of the, the Lego movie. Yes. And all the other great movies that they make hilarious guys and I remember Phil Lord turned to me at one point he's actually like weirdly since apologized like did I say that and he, he he turned to me I forget where we were but he said something he was like well you fart for a living <laughs> what <laughs> yeah but his point was like you just you're you goof around right and that that was he was like and it was just like a fart and I it did not hurt my feelings or sting right. me I actually was like yeah you're right I do <laughs> You know, uh, it's funny because my dad said to me once, my dad's a uh, scientist and he's been in medicine all his life. And so he has kind of a scientific analytical approach to a lot of things. And he loves comedy, but he said to me once, I have friends who have, you know, created a bunch of shows and they're executive producers and showrunners and they create these shows and then those shows get syndicated. And, and he was like, I see what your friends do. And he said, but what you do is very different. You make your... You're living one yuck at a time. Oh, oh my God. And I was like, oh my God, he's kind of right. Because every day, you know, people think, oh, you've been doing this a long time. You've got But no, I, I to get my ass in here and I got to get out there. And, and audiences, they're happy to see me. But then they want to hear, what do you got today? And you're like, oh, can I coast a little bit? And they're like, no, you really can. No. What you got? And then I'll be like, well, how about a dibbity dabbity do? And they're like, nope. <laughs> yeah. And then I come up with something or the writers come up with something. You're just, you're, sh you're shoveling coal into the engine, into the steam engine yes. uh, of your, of the Yeah, but my train. dad looking at me going, yeah. oh, I see what you do. Yes, I see now. You, you make your living one yuck at a time. Yeah. I, and I, I, I guess that's, you know, you as an actor, director, writer, producer, I mean, God, so much. You're a singer, songwriter. Thank you. I mean, yeah, voiceover artist. But the thing is for... <laughs> <laughs> but I get my, my, by the way, 
Nothing sounds lame. I'd like to put that on my thing. Voiceover artist. Like, it's so nerdy sounding. Voiceover artist, Will Arnett. You know, was it, lost today in so, a terrible... So another guy, you know, you know Ricky, and I'm, and I'm close with Ricky Gervais uh, yeah. as well, and, and um, he... For years, we've like exchanged stupid photos and done stuff. And then uh, for a while there, like eight years ago, he was working out a lot and he had all these photos. Of, he would send me photos of himself from the gym. Mm -hmm. or um, And then he sent me a photo last week of him smoking a cigar, laughing way too hard. And he said, sorry, butt dial. And, <laughs> and so I sent, I sent like a photo from myself at the gym. We're like holding like the heaviest weight I could to make my arms strain as much as possible, right? And I said, "Yeah, it must be contagious." And um, <laughs> and he said, "Why would you need to go to the gym? You're a voiceover artist." Uh, <laughs> Sweet, and it's such a great burn. It's a good and it's, burn. It's his favorite burn these days, right? Uh, but it's also, it's also, it's also. It doesn't matter. <laughs> You're crying. You're crying, and there's no. there's blood in your tears. No, no, I don't know. I don't have blood tears. Do no, crying. When does the podcast start? Oh. We'll start it soon. But first, let's take a break. We'll be right back. You don't do commercials. So, no, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh? I don't know. Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa treatment? Where? Well, you live there. California. <laughs> California, Sona. No matter where California. you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident. So are you. Sona, you are a lifelong California resident. I'm a lifer. I love this place. This is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. You know, you can go whale watching. You can go hiking in Yosemite. And then uh, talk about the great cities in California. You get all this amazing food, sushi, whatever you want. They got it in California. Hey, if you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. For years, I just dreaded going to the dentist. But at Advanced Dentistry, I don't have to. First and foremost, they want you to feel comfortable when you walk in. Like, you'll feel it. Whereas in the past, I might have gone into the dentist and thinking... I might feel some pain at some point, but with IV sedation, it can be something that you don't dread. If you've been avoiding the dentist because of fear, worry, or just not wanting to be judged, you're not alone. Visit NoFearDentist.com to learn how IV sedation can change your life. Ready for an amazing deal? BreezeLine's fiber-powered internet starting at $19.99 per month offers the reliability you deserve and security you can trust. Whether you're streaming, gaming, or working from home, we've got all your needs covered with speeds up to 1 gig and our two-year price lock guarantee. This deal gets even better with two free months of internet, free equipment, and free Wi-Fi your way to protect against cyber threats. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires July 8, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Do you guys do commercials on yeah, the show? Yeah, I do commercial reads. Do you? Yeah, but uh, I do them my way. And let's just say State Farm and the good people at Fracture oh couldn't God. be happier. Fracture. <laughs> that's 
Do you, when you have a photograph, is it uh, on paper or is it on glass? Because if it's on paper, you're a jackass. They, they, just, they just heard you say that, and they just call for like, hey, guys, let's have a team meeting on three. <laughs> We've got an issue with Conesy, with Coner. Uh, yeah, we do, some, uh, we do some ads on this show. Where's, where's Brian McCann these days? You still see, uh, see that cat around? Brian McCann uh, is guy. living on the— Oh, Brian McCann's hilarious. Brian McCann, uh, writer and performer on my show for many, 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 many years— I don't I don't really know him that well. I knew him to say hi when I come to do a show. Very the, funny guy. The old show back in the day in New yeah. York. And he's one of those guys I always talk about a guy just naturally funny. Like you just, I, I, yeah. I kind of idolize him. He would come up with bits. He'd do bits on your show. He did a bit on our show. One of my favorite bits was Brian. I would introduce him. I would introduce him and I'd say, he did so many great characters, but we did a character on the show, which was very us at the time. I loved it. I say, ladies and gentlemen, here he is, the man with bulletproof legs. And he'd come out with this big smirk on his face, and he'd go, oh, I've got bulletproof legs. And he was doing this big kick line dance. I've got bulletproof legs. You can't kill me. I've got bulletproof legs. And then we always had a squib planted in his chest, and there'd be a loud shot, and blood would shoot out of his chest, and he would die instantly. And because only his legs were because only his legs were bulletproof. He was also a character called, ladies and gentlemen, here he is, the always disappointing FedEx Pope. And it was Brian walking out wearing a hotel bathrobe with a FedEx box jammed on his head like a Pope's hat. And, but looking really serious. It's just shit like that I that we did my, for years. And I used to always think when the shows were over, NBC isn't even watching this thing and they're subsidizing it. <laughs> yeah, I know. One of my favorite Brian McCann bits now that I'm thinking about it was, I wasn't there for it. It happened at your office. Andy told me years ago, and he comes up to... Uh, McCann came out and he was just acting like an idiot and he's just kind of like but being confident which of course I love yeah, yeah. Confident the confident idiot, idiot is the best yeah. the, there's nothing greater and he's just kind of acting like an idiot and Andy turns to him and goes you're so stupid and McCann goes what's that <laughs> I don't know know if I've ever heard a funnier joke. What's that? He didn't, he was so stupid, he didn't know what the concept of stupid was. And so many, and like that was just the factory that you had created that was going on. And so, so then cut to years later when I see you at the Emmys and you come chasing after me. Of course, I'm like, I was so excited to well, that's play. Nice. I felt like I was doing a bit. It was well, that was the fun thing is that is that uh, the great joy of this business is that you find your people. And so, you know, I always tell my son, you know, he has got very specific things that he loves. He loves tech and he loves computers. I'm like, all you got to do is find your people. Yeah. And he is as... Uh, he has started to find his people, his squad, and they like the things that he likes. And I, I could see a couple of years ago we hadn't found them yet. And it's I'm like, tough, I, isn't that, with yeah, your kids when you see them? Tough. Go through, it was. T- I'm, I, I've experienced a little bit of that too, and it's it's been I'll say interesting, and it's been tough as a parent watching that happen and and trying to like, and also knowing when to go. You know, you kind of want to keep them sort of, you give them little bumps, but they got to find their own way and find your people because you know you did it and right. I know I did it. Well, see, that's, I mean, your example of, I know that you knocked around for a while. You did well in auditions and you got a lot of pilots, but mm-hmm. the pilot wouldn't go for whatever reason because that's always a crapshoot. But I always feel like when you got Arrested Development, not only are you getting into the world of Mitch Hurwitz, but it's also Bateman and you're asked to play this character who... I 
I, you know, and, I almost David, feel like, and David Cross too. And was, David Cross was a guy I looked up to. Yeah, you know? and and suddenly and Tambor. Yeah, and and suddenly you're with these people, and you're playing this guy who is so in your wheelhouse. Yeah. When I first started watching that show, and you were on that. That stupid, what are they called? The Segway. The Segway. Yeah. But um, <laughs> there was, <laughs> and you're doing your magic, and there was some, I, I can't remember, there was an episode where something goes horribly wrong, as it always does, and you were, quickly went into your magic to try and dis- distract everyone, and there's a wide <laughs> shot of you dancing and yeah. gesticulating wildly, yeah. uh, and uh, it, uh, you're deflated in every single episode. You're humiliated and deflated, and it doesn't, it's Peter Sellers stuff. You are not in any way embarrassed. You're on and you're stronger than ever. Yeah. No. So that must have been, I mean, a life-altering event. Completely life-altering. It, it, it was like the culmination of years and I knew it. I'll tell you, know, I've never said this, I don't think. I've talked about how that came to happen and stuff and it's kind of a long, relatively boring story, but I do remember the moment in my apartment downtown and I got this call and they said, the show has been picked up and yeah. And what's your, here's the schedule and we want you to do the show. And I cried. Yeah. I cried. It was, I was 33 and it was big. I, I felt the weight of that moment. Um, because I had, I'd, I'd moved to New York when I was 20 and been 13 years and trying to, trying to find my people. And yeah. it, it taken me almost, I was 33 to find my people. And then I did with those people, with that crew and with Jason and with Mitch and, um, Jimmy Vallely, phenomenal writer who is uh, part of a, a great uh, comedy team from day, days gone by of, called The Funny Boys. Um, Jimmy Vallely, uh, uh, just a funny guy who taught, and Mitch Horwitz, they those guys taught me so much about just, you know, they believed in me. They were like, you're funny. They, they let me do what I wanted to do. They wrote this great character and wrote right. these great scenes. And then they also trusted in me in a way that nobody had ever done before. It was fucking massive. <clears throat> um, Jim Vallely does one of the, did one of the funniest bits that I've ever. How many funny bits do you talk about that never happened in front of a camera? That yes. you know that you oh, know. Oh sure, that's most bit. Most <laughs> most of the good stuff never you finds know, its way. Will on Will Ferrell and I have had one of the funniest bits of all time. He's been we've been doing for years, and we'll pick it up every once in a while. Of his thing is that he's addicted to day old seafood. And he's, ra- <laughs> he's So this is Will's thing? Will's thing. He's ravenous for day old seafood. He's like, I know there's some in there. But <laughs> but uh, but Jim Jim Valley, this really funny writer, and he's just such a funny, funny guy. And he's Mitch Herwitz's writing partner. Um, and he was at with us at that dinner in Vancouver years ago. Right. And Jim's uh, Jim and Mitch are doing a pilot with Chris Guest. And um Chris Guest is, a, you know, obviously a very Christopher Guest, very funny guy and incredible, and but he's also uh, very serious. He's he's nobility in uh, he's oh. like a, he's like a nobleman in in England, and he's he has an aura of of, yeah. of sort of monarchy about him. Yes, so I've, it's not like he's I wouldn't goof around with him. No, he's he's crazy smart, yeah, super funny, and just everything. And so Jimmy is kind of the opposite, very goofy and funny, but also very inventive in his own way. So they're doing this pilot, they're working for a few days, and all Jimmy's bits that are kind of dumb and goofy, yeah. Chris Guest is giving him nothing, no response, nothing. And, and by the way, Jim's not a boy. He's, you know, at the time, 55. Yeah. And he's flinging himself <laughs> all over the place and goofy. Finally, one day, they're shooting this scene. They're at Video Village, and they're watching this. And, and Mitch is there, and, they're, and Chris, they're watching the um, monitors of the scene they're shooting. 
and Jimmy's behind them. And then Jimmy just go, goes over and he grabs a huge trash can, one of those huge 35 gallon, and he sits in it, his legs sticking out, <laughs> and he sits in it. And Chris gets, turns back and he looks at him and he goes, what are you doing? And Jimmy goes, like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, that's, and that's come, you know, I mean, like, you know what writers rooms are like, or if, yeah. or if you're just doing bits that get so attenuated and weird and are building on other things that they eventually, everyone, all of us are crying. Yeah. But then the next day, here's, we had a writer, Brian Stack, who's one of our all, I was time, mention, all time great writers. All time great. Brian Stack would always make the mistake of going home to his wife, Miriam, yeah. and trying to recreate it for her. Uh, yeah. And it's late, and she wants to go to sleep, and he'd be like, oh, no, yeah, yeah, Miriam, you gotta, so what happened was, um, Oh, my God, that's a great Yeah, and he'd be like, uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, so Conan, Conan was wearing a, a hockey mask, and, uh, but what he had done is he had put feathers in the little air holes, and then he was pretending uh, that he was Joe Biden, and we had put clam sauce in his hair, and he pretended that there was a time machine that kept taking him and, and like the bit and she'd be like I don't understand I don't understand and it's it's classic you have to be there you had to be there and, and you know uh, my ex Amy used to do that all the time I'd be like oh, we were doing this bit and I would always try to like tell, retell a bit and she'd be like please please stop please do not tell me the bit because I'd go oh my god the funniest thing happened she'd go stop do not tell me the bit it's not going to be as funny as you guys thought it was in the moment and I'd be like yeah that's a good point yeah she gave me two good pieces of advice. One was, don't tell me the bit. The other was, <laughs> the first year we got nominated on Arrested Development for the for the Emmy, which we won. God. Did you guys not do applause here? No. So, we, uh, um, we can't afford so, it. So, yeah. That makes sense. So, we won and, and David Cross said to me, he goes, you know what we ought to do? Because we're not going to win. We're just like this low rated show on and, and Fox doesn't care about, nobody cares about. What we ought to do is, if we win, we should all stand up in our seats congratulate each other and then go out into the aisle and go the opposite way, go up and out of the theater, get, right. in, get in our cars and leave. Right. And I was like, of course we should. No one's done that. Nobody's yeah. done that. Of course we should. And Amy, <laughs> I remember to this day, Amy saying, let me tell you something. Don't do anything that David Cross tells you to do. <laughs> That's really, she gave you good advice. She did give me good advice. But you know what actually somebody told me recently? That apparently we got up, we Arrested Development won that year, and then we all got up, we were all sitting in the same row, and um, and Mitch Horwitz gets up, and everybody, Mitch might have just already won for writing and all that, and we he said, let's go, and we all went down, the whole cast, and they'd never done that before. It used to be the executive producers were go, yeah. go, but not the cast. And now that's a thing in comedy and drama, and they do it at the Oscars when Best Picture wins. And it was all started that's by Arrested cool. Development. Now, don't try and verify it because it might not be true. <laughs> but for the purposes of this room, we don't how have heavy a, is that? We don't have a... <laughs> <laughs> it says here you also came up with the cure for tuberculosis. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a day that was. <laughs> really, really an afternoon. <laughs> Wow. I'm a scientist too, like your dad. I wish we could verify just one of these things, but we don't have the, we don't have the internet. Are there any, uh, 
so are you an outlier in your family? Because you come from you, you're a high-powered family. Uh, you, you're, are you the goofball, or were you thought yes. of as, yes? I, I was thought of as a goofball. I was like, you know, you, you always hear those stories people tell, like, I was the first person in my family to go to college. Yeah. I was the first person in my family to not go to college. In, really? In <laughs> generations. Wow. Um, my, uh, my uh, I mean, I went, I dropped out of college. And right. yeah, my dad was a pretty, is a pretty serious guy. He's a great guy, but pretty serious. And um, Can you read? Um, well, <laughs> define read. Okay, if I put words in front of you that were printed in English, what would happen? <laughs> Look, I don't know, man. What will happen if anything happens? Look, the point is— You seem very evasive. I'm not evasive. Of course I can read. I can read. This is—hey, look at this. I'm a white piece of paper. Look, that's— <laughs> One, I, this is like I, I can get it. Will, do you know Will Speck, the director? He directed uh, Blades of Glory and amongst other. And you directed. I think Office, I've met Christmas him, but I, 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 I don't think know him. him. Yeah, too well, but and he's a funny guy. And he directed. Yeah, he would do. We ended up doing this bit about a guy. And God, this is me describing a bit. Yep, that's okay. Go for it. That's what this that. podcast no, is for. It's way too long. It was a whole thing. This woman telling this awful story that something happened to her when she was in college at this dinner, mm-hmm. and me and and Justin Thoreau and. Uh, Will Speck took it into, she's like, this awful thing happened and blah, blah, blah. She mentioned, and then there was, the only person who was there, there was this old guy who was like the custodian of the thing. And I, I was like barely t- paying attention. And I'm like, custodian? Yeah, this old guy, Murph. Anyway, so blah, 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 this awful event. And I go, Murph, what was Murph's story? Like, I just instantly <laughs> wanted to know about Murph. And it turned into the <laughs> trial of Murph <laughs> during this dinner. And this poor, and her story's been sidelined. She's gone from the equation. <laughs> she was telling, she was opening up about a very uh, uh, tough thing. A, a tough thing that happened. And then I turned it into, an, it turned into thorough cross-examining me. I'm Murph on this stand. And he's like, <laughs> and he's going, Mr. Murphy, please read your statement from before. And I keep going, well, it says right there, I said what I said. <laughs> he goes, no, please, and you please read your words. I'm not going to read them. I already said them. I'm going to go, please say the words. And I go, can't read. I'm sorry, what's that? I said I can't read. <laughs> okay. And that was the embarrassment of the trial, was the, the revelation. <gasps> Murph can't read. This poor woman in the corner. What happened? What a dumb. What a dumb. Oh my god. No, but those are the those are the uh, you know, if there is a good place afterlife, I would I would love to see there are these moments in my life where there's been no, there's no camera around. Mm. It's not recorded, but the absolute funny people have been absolutely on fire, hilarious, and I'm in a small weird space with bad fried food in a writer's room somewhere, and there's fluorescent lighting, and it's one o'clock in the morning, and I laugh so hard, and everyone's laughing so hard that you feel like you've, you know, seen. The heavens. It's just like this altered state. It's so funny. And this is without any sort of drug. This is just. Oh, yeah. This is just a great yeah. moment. And then I think uh, I remember those are the moments I remember more than anything I've done on television over the years. I, oh, I, I bet I was, those evaporate. I bet the ones on the show and stuff, they must. They must sort of blend in and people would say, well, that's pretty callous. It's like, no, no, no. That's what you, do you remember what you were doing at your job every moment? Like, that's your, not not to, but that, I'm sure they, there's a part of that is just, it's part, all part of this big general experience. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit. Um, Anything you want to know? Um, podcasts. 
podcast is huge. Or as I like to call them, radio shows. You <laughs> 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 listen. Um, let me tell you something. Okay? No, you're not going to. You're a natural. I'm, you got the pipes. Okay. Here's what you I'm got gonna, the voice. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start my own podcast. Everybody's got a podcast these days. I mean, right? I mean, right? Look at it. Uh, so, so <laughs> you just gestured to me with contempt. <laughs> what are you I'm just telling about? people what happened. You don't know what contempt looks like on me. So, I'm going to start a podcast. It's going to be very. It's going to be kind of underground. It's going to be really real and kind of gritty. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah. Can't wait to see. But, uh, and it's going to be called Billion Dollar Podcast because we're going to make a billion dollars an episode. <laughs> oh my God. No, I'm going to come and I'm going to do a podcast. What I wanted to do on the show today, fuck, I should have done it. I was just too, God, I'm so lazy. I was going to bring a microphone onto the stage, not tell Frank even. Smiley, and then just come on to your and come and then just he's put the a, segment producer. Segment you got to run your stuff by yeah. Yeah, and I was gonna, just going to put the microphone in and you go like, "What the fuck are you doing?" You go, I'm doing my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you're on. You're on my show. <laughs> now you're on my show. <laughs> <laughs> right? I do a podcast. Yeah, you'd be great in the podcast. Right? You know yeah. what they call it? You know they what? call it the podcast space. You'd be great in the podcast space. <laughs> you know, you know who I'm going to hire? Who? These people. Ooh. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, we're I'm in. Hire. Yeah, take we're us in. away. Hey, yep. Matt, Matt, remember that shot he took at you? Oh, yeah. I do, too. No eye contact. <laughs> look at that. You're not even looking at Matt as I you talk about Matt. I don't even look at him. <laughs> I don't need to. So he's already drawn in. <laughs> this is not one of those podcasts where we get real. No, okay? let's not get real. Nobody wants to get real. No. You meant it when you said you don't want to get real with me. If you didn't have somebody, if you didn't have a producer saying, Will's from Toronto, blah, 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 you'd know nothing about me. I know that you were on Arrested Development. Yeah, there you go. And I know that you need food to live. <laughs> Those are the things I know about you. You need oxygen. Yep. And you occasionally sleep to regenerate yourself. <laughs> Those are all things I know about you because I care about you. What are you talking about? I know all about you. We've hung out, we've hung out so many times, and yeah. I think you know what? We should hang out more often because I think you'd enjoy me. We, we, <laughs> I do. I do think you'd enjoy yourself. <laughs> Is it? I do. I think what, you'd enjoy yourself. It's a great. What a great way to sell yourself. Oh my God. <laughs> Car sells me. I, I think you, you know get, what? You deserve me. Yeah. <laughs> you deserve me in your life. You do. Oh my God. You, you do. It's so good. Yeah. I, let's let's do it. You know what? I'm going to call your bluff. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. All right. Let's go. I'll meet you at lunch, for lunch at Froman's. <laughs> Froman's it is. In Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Froman's. Froman's. Done. What's the address? The address. It's on Wilshire. Okay. And I'll meet you there next Girls' Day. <laughs> <laughs> and you think, oh, I just made up a day of the week. Uh, and someday we will hang out, and you're going to enjoy it. You really are. We've hung out a couple of times. We've had dinner a few times. Yeah. We had dinner in We've had dinner in, in, in various cities, too. We have, yeah. We had yeah. dinner in Vancouver. We had dinner in San Francisco. Remember, I did the show in That's San Francisco. True. I know. You've, uh, I've traveled many places and done many shows, and you've been a terrific guest every time. It's been super fun. Uh, like air guitar in San Francisco. Uh-huh. That's true. It was the first time I air guitar on TV. Yeah, first and last. Um, no, that's actually not true. Yeah, we're, uh, people ask you. I air guitared at the Oscars. Yeah, well, I won an go. Academy Award for air guitaring. <laughs> You're insane. Okay, I guess it's Conan. It's 2020. Wake up. <laughs> um, I'm shutting it down. This is. I mean, are you shutting the podcast down? Yeah, this is the last one we'll ever last do. Last episode. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do now? Who are you gonna get now? Richard Kind. Okay. <laughs> 
Another, That's your joke. No, I didn't make that joke. <laughs> I love Richard Kind. He I could put his too. whole fist in his mouth. Is that true? Little known fact about Richard Kind. <laughs> By the way, this will never make air. He, no, he won't. He's one of the most apt names, too. He is one of the kindest people. Very kind have. man. Yeah. Very kind man. Uh, wait, there was one other thing I was going to say to you. You're having um, trouble putting it all together, aren't you? About my... Um, Parking spot <laughs> because my the spoiler on my Porsche. Well, fuck it, doesn't matter. Look, do you even know what that is? Yeah, a spoiler is the part that keeps the wind from lifting the car. Right, your car. You drive so fast when you're Porsche yeah. that you need a spoiler to keep it from flying. Is that the idea? I guess so. It turns out I don't know what a spoiler is. But look, do you? What you're from Brookline? Is that right or Newton? You're from Newton. I'm from Brookline, Mass., birthplace of John F. Kennedy. Jesus. Yeah. And one guy from Aerosmith. That is. <laughs> Top that. <laughs> Easily. Easily. Top that. Wayne Gretzky. Oh. Yeah. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to announce right now on the show, we've removed several things from this podcast because they couldn't exist in the pod space. People wouldn't be able to handle it. And that's the truth. And that's maybe the first time we've done it. Yeah. But I mean, uh, Will has gone off the rails. I do. See, my, I'm used to doing, I'm a little edgier than you are. You're very mainstream. I do a podcast, <laughs> but my space, I do a podcast on the dark web. Okay. Okay. I own the dark web, right. man. Right. Hey, but uh, You're out of control. So do you miss Massachusetts? Your, your folks still live there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Conan, good to see you back. It <laughs> matter, matter of fact, we met uh, a number of years ago. Oh, uh, did we? Yeah. Um, my brother used to work for the Dedham Fire Department, and I used to. <laughs> I seen you. Fuck. Uh, it's been a fucking minute, dude. I, uh, you know, I have a, I, when I go home, uh, I run into people that I went to high school with. I went to this public public high school, and I run into guys who have that accent, and they swear that I had all these adventures with them. In oh, yeah. like their gang, and it never happened because that was a total square. So I had a guy, that guy that you were just doing the voice voice for, who was like, "Remember that time you and I we got into that liquor store at night or Stevens Market, and we we knocked it off, and then we got out through the window and we took those beers, and the cops came, and you went left and I went right, and you got all the beers." I was like, "I didn't drink until I was like 26. <laughs> I've never committed a crime in my life." What are you talking we about? Fucking, we fucking, we clown the fucking uh, Boston Police Department. <laughs> you shit me? We fucking stood on top of the fucking police car, and I was like, you know, fucking suck it, Boston Police Department. And we fucking shot holes in the top of the roof, in the roof of the car, and we fucking swam away because we were in the fucking Charles the entire time. <laughs> Wait, what? By the way, by I the way, swear to God, I, I had, had so many same, people tell me, do you have people like that? I, I had there was a guy who who I ran into, I run into a couple times, and he grew up. I he did grow up on my street and he, his sister and I were like basically the same age but we had just kind of kind of different friends even though we grew up like 10 doors from each other and but we knew some similar people and years later I ran into him once I'd started working and uh, as an actor and people sort of knew who I was whatever and I remember running into him this thing he was like oh yeah, yeah well uh, yeah uh, he used to uh, wanted to date my sister but she turned him down and I was like wait what He's like, yeah, yeah, and you remember that? And I was like, oh, um, no, that never happened. I, yeah, I know her. Uh, we were the same age, but no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's my sister out, but she turned him down. And I'm thinking like, what? This yeah. guy's dined out on this story, right? on this event. Right, but if you say, no, it didn't happen, it's like, oh, oh I get it. Oh. You're a new guy now. Yeah, exactly. So that didn't happen. Exactly. Yeah. You, can't, you can't win. Yeah. And I have committed murders, but uh, <laughs> in fairness, I murdered people. 
Got him. Was this a sting operation? The whole thing. <laughs> Your whole career. You, all of it. You are a patient. All of it. You are a patient. You, Greg Daniels is in on it. Bob, you and Greg and Bob, Bob Odenkirk. And then The Simpsons. What? Yeah. And then when you moved to New York. No. And that video of you walking along to NBC yeah. when you got the gig on they the, gave the, me the show. They just thing. to set and, this trap and up? The, and the practice episodes you did of the first show. Oh all of God. it. Andy. Everything. <laughs> it's all been a trick, Conan, and we got you. No. All of it! Walls come down. <laughs> A million police officers. <laughs> Most patient guy in show business. Turns out I know a lot about your career, huh? Pretty good. You threw out some good stuff there. Yeah. Pretty well, good for a guy who's been following you from... Just far enough. All right. <laughs> Look, I'm going to end this right now. It's been a joy talking to you. It's been a you know I pleasure. you know I love running into you and uh, you are catnip to me. I act like a fool whenever you're <laughs> around and uh, I will be scolded by anyone who's around me. Like stop it, you're making a fool of yourself. But I can I I you're just you make my life uh, better every time I run into you. It's a real joy. Uh, same. I feel the same way. Super fun to be here. All right. Well, this is over. Good yeah. night. Good night. If most people are being honest, no one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. <laughs> anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do, and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, one billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not that's more people than are on Earth because there are people on the moon using it and Saturn. <laughs> that's one over one billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business with LinkedIn ads. Yeah. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Hmm. There you go. Just go to linkedin.com slash Team Coco to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash Team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all sometimes have issues or things we need to talk about, get off our chest. I have that all the time, don't you, Sona? I do. Yeah, and we need people to talk to. And we carry around different stressors. We carry big stressors, we carry small stressors. Uh, I was raised in a culture where you're supposed to kind of bottle it up, and I've learned over time that that's not the best thing to do. If you do let things rattle around in there for a while without talking it out, it can affect your life very negatively. Well, therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. A lot of people have a barrier towards getting therapy because they think, well, I don't know, I've got to find the person, talk to them. What if I? it's not a good match? I, then it's awkward. None of that. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. 
So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Conan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Conan. The Paul Rubens episode, we did the podcast quiz, and it was a smash hit. It's taking the podcast space by storm. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. I can't either. (laughs) Um, I hated that quiz. Well, get ready. Because I lost. I know. But here is a chance for you, Sonia, to come back. And it also addresses your complaint of just guessing numbers and percentages. This actually has some skill and some insight involved. It's Uh podcast quiz number two. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Uh, Sure, yeah. This one's uh, so well last time. Do we have any indication that people enjoyed the last one? Yeah, that's why we're doing this. Okay. Did you read some comments or something? Adam told me. People like me a lot. Okay. Wow, I can tell from your voice, your enthusiasm. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you were the guy that uh, told people that they had won a billion dollars in the lottery. You won a... um, You won a billion dollars. This is my comeback. Okay, Uh, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to read the title of a podcast that exists, and you have to say what you think the concept of the show is. Got it. Okay, but the way it's going to work is, as soon as you're ready to answer, yell out your own name, Conan or Sona, and I will call on that person and stop reading the name. If you answer and you're wrong, the 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 other person gets to answer. Got it. one point each. We're going to start easy and get more and more difficult. I'm legit. I'm sorry. You all right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm really, really nervous. Okay, there are okay. nine of these. All right. Here we go. The first one, Slow Burn. Conan. They had one on Watergate. Uh, they had one on the Clinton-Lewinsky uh, affair. Yep. Uh, they take uh, something in history. I've listened to them that's happened, usually modern American history. And okay, they yeah, sold- that's okay, good. we you get got it. it. You, you got knew it. what it was. Thanks. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, my God. Just say what it's about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Number two, 99% invisible. Conan, it's about things in life that are threatening our health, uh, radioactivity, uh, various other no, things. No, this is incorrect. Excuse me, I'm not done. No, you are done, and things you're wrong. Things that affect us no, every single day. You're wrong. 99% of which are invisible, and they're killing us. Incorrect. You should Topical, check it out. It's a good podcast. No, incorrect. That's a good idea incorrect. for a podcast. Sony, you have a chance to steal this. Invisible, yes. huh? Now I have time to think about it. Uh, is it about social anxiety? You're asking or you're answering? Uh, depends on if it's right. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly have no idea. 99% Invisible is an independently produced radio show created by someone that I love, Roman Mars, that focuses on design and architecture. Oh, It's really good. Yeah. Okay. So I see what you're, you're doing. You are a professional podcast producer, and you're getting the word out yeah. on podcasts that your friends do. Well, this is it. And saying it's a fun game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm buzz marketing some sweet podcasts. No, this one doesn't need my help. This is a huge podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it doing as well as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend? Oh uh, do you see how hostile is he it gets doing as wrong? well as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend? I don't f- know their numbers. Guess I what? <laughs> I have the answer for you. No. Jesus. <laughs> We're a juggernaut, a monolith. Yeah. We're the Death Star of podcasts. Oh, that's right. Destroying other planets. Asshole Galactica is yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> When he's wrong, he becomes very hostile. Okay, those were your two gimmies. Now it's going to get a little bit more obscure. Yeah. All right. Ready? Yeah. Number three, talk is Jericho. Sona. 
Yes. Is that about wrestling? Yes. Hey! Oh, yes. All right, you know? Chris Jericho. Uh, yeah. I know that because wow. I used to watch the WWE all the time. I was going to say was it was a F. podcast about the Old Testament. <laughs> That's what I would have thought. Yeah. All right, we're tied. Number three. Ooh, guess the podcast. Number four. Mm, oh, wow. Do you see what happens? Yeah. No, no, no. That's yeah, not the I problem. No, every time you're wrong, you get very hostile and aggressive. <laughs> I think I have a legitimate complaint about uh, the excitement content of this game. I, and you know what? We can't even afford buzzers. We have to yell our own name. <laughs> that's my favorite part. So yell your name. Well, that's remember, so the listener remember knows. Remember to buzz in. Okay, let's go. Let's hear about your other friend's podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ian, did you hear my shout-out? I just gave a shout-out to Everyone Loves Bubbles. Okay, number four. Where should we begin? Ah, uh, I got this one. Sona. Okay, yes. go ahead, Sona. I'll be the gentleman and let you go first. Well, she buzzed in properly by saying her name. Oh, right. Got it. Uh, where should we begin? Is it about, I don't know, road tripping? No, I'm sorry. Oh. Conan. Well, I mean, this is a classic podcast. <laughs> It is. This is a podcast people absolutely love. It's on Belbo, uh, which, which is available uh, wherever free downloads are found. Uh, no, I, fantastic uh, podcast. I'm curious to know what it is. Where shall we begin? It explains origins. Mm. It explains the origins of uh, various mythological uh, figures. Sorry, that's incorrect. Where it's should on, we begin? It's on Belbo. <laughs> takes you into the antechamber of intimate moments of couples therapy. Oh. Here we learn, explore, and experience alongside the couples who have been gracious enough to let us in. It's actual anonymous couples therapy. That mm -hmm. sounds good. Yeah. yeah. People should listen to that. <laughs> we have our own podcast we need to be promoting. You have created a game that's getting the word out on all these other things. It's absurd. I know. Do you want to promote our podcast yes. on our podcast? Yeah. Yes. Presumably we've listening. got them. <laughs> no. I mean, we may be losing them, this but could we've be a, got them. Hey, I, what if this is a first-time listener? <sighs> Number five, Dead Eyes. Ooh. I got it. Conan. Yeah. Serial killers. I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Sona. Is it about art? In a oh, oh, you're just gonna. Oh, I see her her way of winning. Okay, no. is it about no. uh, matter? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think of dead eyes. I think about paintings and no. stuff. Incorrect. Okay, um, wow. dead eyes. Actor comedian Connor Ratliff embarks upon a quest to solve a very stupid mystery that has haunted him for two decades. Why Tom Hanks fired him from a small role in the 2001 HBO miniseries Band of Brothers. Oh. Okay. Okay. I think I know why Tom Hanks fired him. <laughs> <laughs> Number six. The Pen Addict. Yes. Sona. Sona. The Pen Addict. Oh, it? you didn't know and you just say. Yeah, I did. I mean, I didn't know, of course. That's my strategy is just to jump in there before you do. Okay. I mean, is it just about pens? Yes, correct. Hey! Sona has the lead. The Pen Addict, a weekly fix for all things stationary. Pens, pencils, paper, ink, you name it. And Brad Dowdy and Mike Hurley are into it. Join as they geek out over analog tools they love so dearly. What are their names again? Brad Dowdy and Mike down. Hurley. Okay, I'm going to write them a letter. <laughs> what? What's, their, what's the letter going to say? On stationary? It's not going to be pleasant. <laughs> This might be the worst thing you've ever done. Bitter. So bitter. Yeah. No, no, no. It's yeah. not a, this is the amazing thing. Can someone jump in on my behalf? No, these are hits. These uh, quizzes are hits. Adam? 
Matt and I were texting about this idea this morning, and I and you <laughs> I better back say, me up. I have to say, it might have been my idea. Yeah, it was oh, your yeah. idea. <laughs> your idea. You're the guy that's supposed to be helping us light this thing on fire. Oh As you know, people loved the last quiz, and uh, I thought we should give them more. But anyway, oh. let's get the word out on the next one. Bizzle diddle. <laughs> What's bizzle diddle? <laughs> Jeff Weacock and Sam Bithersby. <laughs> Talk about shuttlecocks. Where are they from and where are they going? Which ones sail farther when hit with the old badminton racket? <laughs> Abigail's Onion. <laughs> Host, Zach Primanger. <laughs> Gives cooking tips about onions with his good friend Abigail, a rooster. <laughs> Okay, number seven, mm-hmm. Star Wars Minute. Conan. Yeah. <sighs> it's about Star Wars. Yes, but you have to- be- No, I just did what Sona did. What? You said pens something, and you were choosing, no. like, it's about pens. It's about Star Wars. No, you have to be specific on this one. You have to be, you're talking, it's just fans talking about a moment in Star Wars that they really loved, and they have to really describe it in a minute. Yeah, that's okay. pretty much what it is. No, no, I'm going to allow that to be your answer, Sona. You can answer- answer as well and then we'll go to the judges on this i'm gonna go even more specific and say it's about a minute in a star wars film and they and that's correct there's no need to go to the judges that's what it is but wait i said it's about no you said the fans pick a they talk about it for a minute you said they talk about it for a minute here i'll read the description star wars no no please please don't (laughs) no please please, don't read i want you to and don't tell me who works on it is this one which was the one that your friend did that you snuck in here to promote star wars a minute I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Friends. That's terrific. All right. Uh, it's a great podcast. The score right now is Sona 3, Conan 1. Uh-huh. Oh. Watch Conan wipe the floor now. Okay, here we go. Number eight, Welcome to Vinci. Sona. I believe, Conan, you were first. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we know what this is about. It's about Da Vinci. <laughs> okay. What are you, why are you laughing? That's not correct. Oh, Sona. Vinci. 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 You know, I'm just going to guess that it's about a town called Vinci. (sighs) We're going to have to go to the judges on this. Okay. Here's the description. Welcome to Vinci. What's the dark California history behind HBO's True Detective season two? The town in that show is called Vinci. Oh, yeah. That's right. I'm right. But I think in the interest of fairness... And to make I think, this- you know what I'm going to say? I think you should give it to Sona. Really? Yes. Yeah, she oh, said it's no. about the town. No, no, no. He's doing this you know, on he's purpose. he's a martyr? No. No, no. He's doing this on purpose. No, He's I, giving it to me so that it takes it, away, it away from me. No, I think that uh, you made a pretty correct guess. And, <sighs> and out of fairness, I think you should get it. I'm so angry. I don't want it. Okay. You don't, don't give it to We have one me. last question. We're not going to give it to you. I know what you're doing. You're very, you're very, yeah, look, look at look your at face. Yeah, look at his smile. Look at him. He's smiling. cracking. What a dick. On a podcast, no one can see you smile. That's the beautiful oh, thing about a podcast. I, I knew it. I knew it. Well, I knew you were doing that on purpose. <clears throat> I don't care about winning. I just want fairness. Good One God. answer away from losing, and he doesn't care about winning. All I right, care about question. winning. It feels really good. Yeah. Last question. The worst idea of all time. Conan. Yeah. It's uh, about this quiz and how it got <laughs> on our podcast. <laughs> Sona, do you want to take a stab? Worst idea ever? Of all time. Of all time. I think it's about a very specific, 
I don't think uh, I don't think they explore bad ideas in general. I think it's about one bad idea, but I can't figure out which one. The correct answer is the worst idea of all time is a podcast hosted by New Zealand comedians Tim Batt and Guy Montgomery, where they watch and review the same film every week for a year. In each season, the film chosen is one neither of the hosts have seen before and is generally considered to be a bad film. For oh. instance, Sex in the City Two. Oh. They watch it over and over. Oh, Sex in the City Two has one of my least favorite lines of all time. What? Yeah, here's what happens. Uh, Carrie and Charlotte get off the plane uh-huh. and they're talking and they're in Abu Dhabi and they've just arrived and uh, these very expensive white cars are there to take them to their very fancy hotel. And suddenly Cynthia Nixon, you see she's in her white car and she puts down the back window that's, and she says, come on, you guys, we're in Abu Dhabi. We have a lot to do. Abu Dhabi do. Oh. And um, I jumped out a window. <laughs> And I was watching on a seventh floor, and I fell seven stories. And you know what? I was killed, and now I'm a ghost telling this story. <laughs> but I'm okay being a ghost, because it means that I'm not alive for this game. <laughs> okay, oh, well, you lost. Sona, you won. Uh, yeah. We are now one podcast quiz tied each per person. Oh, that felt yeah. really good. I'm not going to be a good winner. Kicked your ass. Yeah, Three against one. Yeah. I beat you. I beat yes. you badly. Yes. You didn't stand a chance. You're losing fans left and right right I now. I don't this care. This is not a good side this of you. This feels good. Okay. This feels really good. Listen to me. Stop. Listen, we're out of time. No, um, we're not out of time. Yeah. Uh, how dare you, sir? <laughs> how dare you, Matt Gorley, do that quiz on this podcast and, and then tell me we're out of time when it's over. I'm sorry, we're out of time. That was uh, a horrific experience. I, I hope that does well. And, and again, to you audiophiles out there who've tuned in for the podcast, wink, wink. That's right. Conan's a boomer. He doesn't know about podcasts. Jesus. Um, I just want you to know that- uh, You're a sore loser. Yeah. You hate losing. You would have liked this game if you won. No, that's not true. Even if I had won this game, even if I had cleaned the floor with this mm, game. You'll no. never know. I, you know? I guess. You lost. Yeah. Yeah. You lost it. I won. Okay. I won. Wow. Well, great ending. <laughs> hey, we took the energy throughout and we wrote it to, it's an apogee. What podcast is apogee? Oh, man, you got to watch Apogee. Watch? Yeah. <laughs> Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend with Sonam Obsessian and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco and Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. The show is engineered by Will Becton. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf.
Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats to keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Save big money on everything for your projects. Now at Menards. We have it all for garden and landscaping essentials. Visit our outdoor garden center today and update your backyard space. Grid accents lattice panels have a timeless design with an innovative design that's simple to install and requires almost no maintenance. Save big on lattice panel options at Menards. View our entire selection of garden center products today on Menards.com. Save big. 